sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story That's Sean Sides And that's Tom Sides How you doing good buddy? Not too bad, sir. Not too bad. I had a decent week. I can't complain overall. You know, last week I saw something I wanted to ask you about if you've seen much because you are a little bit further south than me. You have been north. But have you seen the Northern Lights really good ever? Yeah, only when living in Edmonton, though. Okay. Yeah, well, we are like the largest, most northernmost city in the world, Edmonton. And it's one of those fucking awesome things we get to see from time to time. I saw them so good the other night. I was like, holy shit. It's just one of those moments where life is happening. And then you happen to go at the right moment and look up and you're like, holy shit. And you yeah. know, call everyone, you know, and like fucking Northern Lights are on one of those cool things. Yo, oh, whereabouts were you when you saw them? I was at the lake. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah it was uh, last Saturday. I think it was. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, there's something else when you get to see them because it's just like fucking way to go, nature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Like one of my favorite parts about seeing them is really stupid, but I uh, took a bunch of pictures, which fucking incredible pictures. I posted them on Facebook. Yeah, I saw and my, my sister Jen wrote, where is this? Knowing that like, you know, she sees a lake. There isn't a lake in Edmonton. So my response, the little brothers write and joy was in the sky jen where the fuck do you think you know just one of those zingers on your sister where she's just like oh my god why do i even talk to this human being sometimes <laughs> yeah. fuck her for trying to communicate with some with you right <laughs> how dare she be like oh my god sean saw something interesting let's ask him about it so i can engage him in conversation fuck you jen for trying <laughs> that was funny i thought yeah no, i didn't know myself when people ask me like questions like that, where there's a the, the right answer, where it's an easy answer, and you should just answer that way, I usually choose the road less traveled, just yeah. for shits and giggles. I, I I do that sometimes too. Like like we'll be dry, like I'll be going like lunch with my mom or something. She'll see like these uh, new apartment buildings or something being built. She goes, "Oh, what's this being built here? Uh, new apartments, new condos?" I go, "I don't know. They didn't consult me when they decided to break land." <laughs> Yeah, that's a classic. Right. I know, like, I clearly know as much as you do right now. And I get that all the time. Like, when you're watching a movie with somebody and then yeah. you're like, oh, what's going on? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to find out. If you shut up for a minute, they're going <laughs> to tell us. Like, just. I, I think it's just because people around us know that we're smart and they want to like lean on us for information and we don't want to let them down. So when we have to like tell them that we know the same shit they do, we come off as sassy. Yeah, because we're like, Jesus Christ! I'm trying to fucking find out right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you just shut up for a whole minute here, they're yeah. gonna explain things. <laughs> That's yeah. a difficult one to get through to some people, but I don't have a lot of people like that in my life to like ask in the right moment because there's always pauses. There's a moment to ask that question and a moment not to ask that question. Like if there's shit, like you're watching a movie, like you said, example, and there's like crazy dialogue happening and all kinds of shit going on like don't ask a question at that point but if there's a low pause or they're riding in the train or on the subway and they're staring out the window looking at the rain ask at that exact moment you know also if you're watching it at home the pause button is super accessible yeah we 
us older breed we forget that's an option sometimes but i guess um <laughs> there's a also moments i love is they'll ask you what's going on during the scene we're explaining what's going <laughs> on like it's just like well i'd fucking tell you but they're telling <laughs> you and then we just missed it so can we rewind a little bit so we can get there just like shut up no full well they're gonna tell us like that's great they're not not going to tell us <laughs> they have to tell us yeah it's the whole point of the story <laughs> they're not gonna if get I'm, canceled mid scene you know what i mean i've had that happen like when you're watching stand-up comedy and someone's like what's he talking about and you're just like i can't like i can't if i if i stop right now listening to what's happening I won't be able to explain it to you. But if yeah. you ask me afterwards, I can explain the entire thing to you. So just leave me alone yeah. for a quick minute. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in this together. Uh, hold all questions till the credits, please. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I get, well, I get that a lot. We're definitely on the same page there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of watching stuff, how uh, are you watching the lower decks? Are you getting caught up? Where are you at? Yeah, I am on season three, or sorry, episode three is complete of season two. I have watched it. It was the Voyager episode. A lot of interesting little throwbacks to Voyager. I'm sure you enjoyed as well. I did. I love Tom Paris so much. So seeing him back, (laughs) even in cartoon form, made me happy. It's such Um, a good show. I love it. Boiler is funny to have back. And the whole scene with him climbing through all the Jeffries tubes, trying to get the, what was it? The plate signed? Yeah. The plate sign with Tom Ferris, and he also has everyone from Voyager. I gotta ask you though, because I wouldn't know this. Those plates are they real? Or are they a real collector's item? They, Thomas, are one hundred percent a real collector's item. <laughs> and I've honestly had to be strong because I've seen these for sale and for prices that like I couldn't refuse. But I'm at the end of the day, I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck do you want with a collector plate? Don't do it, Sean. Don't fucking buy it. But this has happened, like, I'd say 10 times now where it's come up, where I've seen one and I, I want it. I want it, buddy. But I just can't do it. I can't pull the trigger. I can't be the guy that owns Star Trek plates. That's too far. That's the line in the sand. That That's your line. You have your own uniform, but having your own plates is just, yeah. just too far. It's too much. Unless they're dinner plates and they just had, like, the... Um, like a nice white dinner plate with the Federation insignia on one of the corners. Totally fucking okay with. But a full portrait of them looking at gazing into space was like, I can't do that. That's too fucking much. You don't want some decorative place that you can hang up in the bars, like hang or just show off, get like Janeway, Tuvok, Chakotay. It's not my thing. And since I've talked so much shit in my life about other people's commemorative plates, I feel like it would be wrong of me to get down that road. Who's going to know? Yeah. Well, everybody know? that comes over, because if I get them, they're fucking going like front and center. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about Lower Decks, because it's just constant, like any Star Trek reference ever. You're just like, I remember that episode. Oh, shit, mm-hmm. they did that. Oh, my God, those plates. I didn't realize they would write them into the show. But lo and behold, they did. Yeah. And they're pulling stuff from like the plates, you know, why would the Voyager plates they are collectible in our current timeline and our current world because it's Star Trek's a show and people want to merge from it. But yeah. the idea that like, because Voyager was like such a cool story in the Federation that they were excited enough to make commemorative plates for it still in that timeline. Yeah. And he doesn't, he say like they're uh, limited edition or something like that in it yeah. too. So there's still apparently swag getting sold in the Star Trek universe, which 
I guess brings us and begs the question, what the fuck? There's no money in Star Trek. So how can there be like commemorative collectible plates? Are you getting them off world? So is like a Ferengi organization making these plates and charging Latinum for them because there's no money. So I just have a tiny problem with that. I'm just picking at it a little bit. I know I'm nitpicking, but like, I don't know. You're also nitpicking the cartoon. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just saying. He could have replicated them. But they're limited edition. Only certain replicators can do it. So it's a knockoff? Uh, Yeah, maybe. Okay. I'll give you that. (laughs) It's only programmed in certain machines. Thank you. It was fucking with me. I couldn't live with that little hole there. I'm glad that you repaired it. Yeah. Oh, or maybe yeah, like again. he stumbled upon them um you know they made them and they were just like uh, like giveaways or something like a raffle or something okay what about like the first five thousand people that walked through the door when they're doing the ceremony for voyagers return got one plate to commemorate that day it's exactly a that's a, another thing that can make you happy like it could have been like an exclusive welcome home voyager party and they go like because um you survive here are plates to commemorate the eight of you we care about um the rest of the Perfect. crew however can go fuck yourselves <laughs> which is another reason why i like lower deck so much because like yeah you see what the main like what seven or eight of like the main crew are up to yeah but then you're always like talking to like different crew members and all that stuff like like star trek next generation that enterprise had how many people working on it and we know thousand yeah and we know eight of them yeah pretty much maybe like tops 15 of them yeah we got like you know the main crew and then like barkley and then i don't know i uh, i honestly couldn't tell you anybody else that's what i thought like i've said for a long time about star trek or any franchise It, it it fucks up franchises sometimes and tv shows because there's too many actors that end up needing more money you know what i mean they want more money they want more money so it fucks the show up because they can't pay everyone blah 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 so why not do like different casts and give people chances and extras like you could all focus around the same point of story but just have like different episodes show like example like how i met your mother like we love why not call it mclaren's and every episode is like new interactions at the bar between different people that we don't fucking know. You know, well, you see, that, know. Would, that would just be a side show. That'd be a different. And I have like great ideas for side shows. For example, yeah. like I was watching uh, Jurassic World today. And there's okay. two things I want to bring up about watching the show. First thing, I'll, now that we're talking about this, but like I would love to have like a limited series about the people that survived. What are their lives like now? Do they have PTSD of dinosaurs? If they see a toy, toy dinosaur, are they afraid of it? Uh, are they super fucking cool now? Like, holy shit, you survived Jurassic World. Like, you almost got eaten by a fucking T-Rex. Yeah. Tell me about that shit. That's interesting. What? Raptors were there? You survived a fucking raptor attack? Uh, uh, the Adonimus Rex? They made a dinosaur and that almost fucking killed you? What, seven times? Holy fuck. A, a fleet of pterodactyls came charging at you? Man, that must have been terrifying. Like, I would love to see, like, like, a limited series of just, like, the I survived Jurassic World. I like, like that. I have a small storyline already for one of those characters. Yeah. They'll be, like, walking down the street, and they'll see, like, a group of teenagers walking with Jurassic Park t-shirts run up to them and be like, you think this is a fucking joke? You think that's funny? <laughs> I almost fucking died in Jurassic World. You know what I mean? It would yeah, yeah. be a like, good little hot scene. 
like you go back to like those little kids because they're not in the second movie and maybe they'll be in the third i don't know but like you, you like you go back to those kids and like like what do you do when you go back to life like i yeah like you got to go back to like school and normalcy at one point <laughs> like people are gonna ask you how you survived and so like, i think we just developed our new like the title for our new show that we're going to be making it's called the week after and yeah. it's going to feature not only these storylines but also from like you were at fucking camp with your buddies and oh jason fucking showed up to murder everyone but he didn't come murder you because you hid under the bed so this is the week no, after jason leaves no survivors you should know that well he we don't know for sure there could have been some fucking side character kid who's not one of the main cast <laughs> lying underneath the bed yeah there's gotta be the week after yeah That'd the be week a good after the i survived the series like, and it just and it goes into like because like there's always those extra scenes that I always wanted, and I, I also get that in Endgame. Like, I I think I talked about this before, but I want to see that scene where, or that part of the movie where Captain America goes back and puts all the stones back because some of them are going to be fucking awkward as shit. Yeah, no shit. He I really has like to take the 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 redstone and put it back into Natalie Portman. You know how awkward that's going to be. That'd be pretty awkward. Yeah, like it's hilarious. Or he's gonna have to have another engagement with Red Skull, being like, <laughs> "Oh man, I thought you died." Because I thought I did too, but here we are. Holy <laughs> fuck! I don't want to say it's good it. to see you, but we're mortal enemies, man. Like I don't know. <laughs> did you see the comedian who did the thing? Because like he, Captain America goes back in time and lives through all the generation, even though he already like was in our timeline, so he knows shit that happened. But it was like showing him with Peggy Carter in this little thing that some comedians made and it was like oh baby it looks like we're gonna be invading vietnam it should be a quick easy war for us and he's sitting in the back like shake his paper shaking like yeah totally and she's like should i invest in google or should i invest in blah 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 and he's like i'd rather not say and she's like okay blah 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 it is and like just shit like that because he knows too much to oh, have no, gone no. and lived you know time. for the fact that he's gonna hint the right way oh for sure he's not gonna fuck his life up no, but you can't like you don't want to fuck time. Like if you're not supposed to invest that money, you're not supposed to invest it. You kind of like doesn't know let... what Peggy did. He doesn't. No, but you got to let people come to their own conclusions in that theorem, right? Because if you're no, going no. back and you're fucking, I, I with disagree shit. with you wholeheartedly, man. You? Gonna, he's gonna have to. He's gonna play the odds a little bit. He's gonna milk it a little bit. He's not gonna overdo it, but he's gonna be like, "Hey, this company named Apple is selling stocks really cheap." And like, you know what? We should probably invest a few pennies i have a good feeling about apple it's just a good strong name and i don't know though that could lead to some fucked up shit it's not like look at, back to the hey, future look at biff. look what happened with biff yeah well if we learned anything from endgame is that back to the future is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. fair enough um the other point i wanted to bring up by watching jurassic world is there's a lot of things to be learned from certain movies and certain aspects. And the thing I learned from Jurassic World is if you have a family member that works anywhere dangerous, never visit them at work. Yeah. Never. That's it happens in Jurassic Park 1, Jurassic Park 2, Jurassic Park 3, kind of, sort of, not really, but Jurassic World 100%. The moment yeah. you go to see someone at their job where anything, like, if it goes bad, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, never, never go visit those people at work. Just never. That is good advice, I think. 
And another thing I learned from movies is never travel with Tom Hanks. Yeah. I know, like, uh, obviously, Castaway, you know, everyone else on the plane died. That, no, what it's is not that? just Captain? Castaway. It's not just Castaway. No. Uh, Castaway, um, Sully. Um, like the Captain Captain Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. Like, I never seen it. Yeah, No, but the point is, like, just based on all these movies, never travel with that fucker. Hell, even in Forrest Gump, like, yeah, his boat ends up doing really well for like the shrimp company, but that is a bad time. Like, <laughs> so like, if I learned anything, is never travel before. I thought uh, you were gonna Hanks. bring Bubba into this, and I was like, it wasn't Forrest's fault. Yeah. Forrest trying to save him. Mm. But yeah, I understand. Yeah. So there's certain people you're asking for it, right? If you do that. Yeah, like I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I'm at the airport and I see that Tom Hanks is on my flight. I'm getting another flight. <laughs> Did you? I actually heard this little tidbit of history the other day to do with flights and flights crashing and shit. You know about how Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper, and Richie Valens all died in that plane crash? Yeah. I guess Chris Chris Christofferson and Buddy Holly were like, you know, trying to figure out who was going to take the bus and who was going to take the plane. And in that, whatever, they decided Buddy Holly was going to take the plane. But apparently he said, I hope your bus breaks down to Chris Christofferson. And Chris Christopherson replied back, I hope your fucking plane crashes, buddy. And then it did. And then he felt like shit. But it was just an interesting little story I heard from Chris Christopherson. And I was like, that's fucking funny and terrible at the same time. Like, if so, Chris Christopherson says, I hope your fucking plane crashes to you ever when we're out there being celebrities. Don't get on the airplane. Yeah, no, uh, it's a thing I say to nobody uh, ever. Yeah, I hope he doesn't like say that to people still, given the history. But (laughs) after the two examples I gave you, is there like a thing in movies that like have now impacted your life that you kind of use a little bit? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, I don't even know where to begin. Yes, definitely. Things that have impacted me in movies like stairs that have the open fucking slats i always make sure there's not hands reaching out to grab me because oh, yeah you things. gotta yeah, yeah you know yeah. L- little things like that right that must be I, hard because of your job or like what your job was now that it's kind yeah, of different i am the hand yeah <laughs> so it's not that bad right <laughs> yeah no, no, there's definitely things like that like i don't have you know a fucking list prepared by any means but in movies and television have impacted me in more ways than I can even speak to be like comedy. You know what I mean? When I was a kid and watching Ace Ventura, I was like Jim Carrey for five years of my childhood. You know what I mean? Watching the mask and Mm -hmm. all those movies and then Adam Sandler and like it, it helped develop my comedy style, I guess, through watching all of those different guys. Yeah. Like another like thing I learned from movies is based on every rom-com I have ever seen is when shit goes awry, Tell the woman about it right away. Because the moment you start scheming and hoping not to get caught and then get caught in this lie, then she's going to be even more pissed. Like yeah. most rom coms, their stories will last 18 minutes, provided the guy just goes, <laughs> So listen, here's what happened, and I'm sorry. Yeah. But this is like, here's the truth. And I like, no, no, no. Just be fucking honest from the get go. Like, it's one yeah. of my biggest like things is just, yeah, <laughs> you'll never guess. But, um, this is the truth. And instead of like putting on a whole charade on a scheme where anything like the, the stakes are going to be too high and I lose this person, 
No, it's just yeah. gonna clean right away, man. Like it's gonna be okay. Like anyone reasonable would probably understand. But then you're actually sure. extra lies on top of it, it's gonna make it like way more difficult. This is another thing like you just made me think of for not getting in trouble with your like just fucking be honest. I agree, honesty is the best policy for sure. Yeah. Another thing I learned, don't go to jail. Not that I didn't already know that, but like every incarnation you see of jail on TV is like not really a fucking place you'd want to (laughs) be. So seeing that, like not like it's just thinking back like Shawshank Redemption and watching that TV show Oz that I told you about on HBO. Like just fucking terrifying. I knew right from a young age, I was like, always follow the law, always be a good boy, never fucking end up in a goddamn place like that for fucks. You should always already know that, obviously. Like I'm not saying I was ever close to doing anything bad enough to go to jail, but it just was like something almost every kid should watch is like the reality of what life is like in a place like that, because you don't want to fucking go there. And it's a good thing to show kids be like, yeah, no freedom's good. Let's stay outside of those walls. (laughs) For sure. No, for sure. That's something you want to avoid completely. So in other news, like I told you last week or we recorded last week and I was uh, in Vancouver. I was in BC for a total of five days. I'm back in Montreal now. I have to go back to BC eventually. I don't know. Everything's so fucking up in there. <laughs> um, when I was in BC for a total of five days, and I flew four of those days. Jesus. So I had my appointment to go get my security pass. So I flew in on the Sunday. Had my appointment on the Monday to go get my security pass back. Now, uh, on the paperwork, it said, like, you should probably bring your uh, birth certificate. Well, I thought that meant, like, as a form of ID, because you do need two forms of ID when going through this. So I thought, sure, I'll if I don't have that, but I have my driver's license and a passport, I'm sure I'll be fine. However, that is not the case. I needed my birth certificate to confirm that the birth certificate information that I put on the paper is the same on the actual birth certificate. And a picture of the goddamn thing is not good enough, apparently. So I didn't have it. But lucky for me, my ex-girlfriend who lives in Nanaimo now had it. I don't remember why she had it, but she had it. And thank God we ended on such a good, like, good terms because imagine if she was like a monster of a human being like oh we're broken up now well i guess you don't you won't be needing this birth certificate anymore shredded yeah that's tough good for you for like keeping things amicable yeah really happy that's the way it went so um fly to nanaimo to go see her so i can get my birth certificate making a new appointment for uh wednesday yeah uh so I go to Nanaimo, I see her, we hang out, we get, I get my birth certificate back right away, and then I crash on the couch at her place, come back the following morning. Hmm. So that, like, all that's taken care of. So then I got, like, the Tuesday free, or sorry, Wednesday free, and no, my new appointment's on Thursday, which right. sucks because that was my mom's birthday, so I missed the actual birthday because right. of all this fucking nonsense. That's annoying. Yeah, get it taken care of. I show up early. Like I got like my appointment was at like 320. I get there at two. I just went, my appointment's at 320. Please uh see me sooner. But like whatever. I put my name on the list. And then the yeah. guy ahead of me, or one of the guys ahead of me, made the exact same fucking mistake I did. Just like and I went, oh, poor bastard. I've been there, my friend. Like, 
but it allowed me to cut the line and miss my 320 appointment to do it at two. So, because then I was on the next flight out and I didn't know how long the whole process was going to take. Yeah. Um, And then I found out, yeah, no problem. And then I I made my flight back and I get back like really late. Needless to say, all I did was fly when I was BC. Jesus, your fucking arms must have been dead. I already made that joke last week and you're hashing it. Not bad. Yeah. You taught me something. I thought I'd use it. I liked it a lot. Not bad at all. <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing was a mess. And now I'm back in Montreal and I have to go back to BC again soon sometime. Jesus. Well-traveled man you are. Yeah, man. It's, it was a bit annoying, but we got through it. And then uh, well, until the next time I have to go do that nonsense again. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's kind of crazy here in Alberta right now. I don't know if you've heard, like, we're going back to full masks yeah that's just life for me we got excited we like you know threw our masks away and started living life like the wild west and yeah so it turns out we haven't defeated the pandemic yet as what we had originally been told we did which is really sad so now we're back to like some of the worst numbers in our entire country and climbing rapidly every day and yeah yeah man uh i don't want to say like i told you so because i didn't say anything about it no like no but, like, even Stevie Wonder could have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Like, but anyways, that's life now. I just thought I'd talk on that because it was, like, a big thing this week where I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. well, now we're going through the, like, uh, vaccinated passport thing. Right yeah. Now. Oh, you guys haven't that yet or no? Yeah, we have that. So, but because I was an out-of-province, like, vaccine getter, yeah, I don't have that QR code that all the Quebec residents has got. Oh shit! So, but what's cool is like all I had to do is just take a picture of the sheet saying, "Congratulations, you have the shots." Nice. I show them that picture and be like, "See, I got them, and here's the ID to match it." Like I'm, I'm like, it's cool, right? Yeah. And then, and so like, yeah, we were able to go to the keg for my mom's birthday dinner. We were able to go to yeah. like a local bar. Are they? So did I hear that correctly? Like in Quebec and Ontario, they're like you have to have that in order to go into restaurants and bars. I don't know about Ontario, but that's how it is in Quebec now. So if you want to go to a restaurant, you essentially just be like, do you have proof of the vaccination? Yes, I do. Do you have an ID to match the name that's going with this proof of that? Yes, I do. Can I see both? Yes, you can. And then. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was wondering how it's all going to work. Cause we don't have like the vaccination card. We're a little behind the times here in Alberta. And so a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They were talking like, cause I know, there was, a, I guess, a couple options. They're either going to get us to like sign into our Alberta healthcare to be able to show like a, in an app, or they're going to get us a barcode tattoo on our wrist, or we can just use the chip that they put in when they gave us the vaccine. So either way, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm good with any. It's just one of those things that we're going to have to get used to now, right? Yeah, I like. I have uh, friends that don't want to get the vaccine and stuff, and like, <laughs> listen, I I don't want to tell anyone what to do. It's just. Yeah, I'm all about making life easier for me everybody. too, And yeah, cool. Give me the vaccine. I was, like I was happy, like when I found out about the barcodes and the chips. It's like it'll just make life easier. You just scan to go in places and shit, right? You don't have yeah. to fucking like when I was out with friends. Uh, like people, um, my mom's best friend flew into uh, to town from Calgary, and she right. brought her daughter, and her daughter is like my first friend. Yeah, actually, there's a two sides of the story relationship here. Because her brother, her son, 
does is the singer on our theme song. That's oh uh, crazy. So Josh's sister and mom came into town. Nice. And so after we had dinner, we met them for drinks, and then they were just kind of happy with how we were able to like go to a bar, sit down, have drinks, and yeah. how like you didn't really have to worry because everyone that was there was then checked and asked if they had the vaccine. Like that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't want to make a fucking stance on this. It's just it's a thing that I chose to do. Mm-hmm. Like, this I just like joking around about it to be honest because yeah. it's like it's in the news right now so it's fun to talk about you know what I mean like but people take such a fucking hard stance on this yeah like, it's like, tough and it's and, and I'm pro-choice with everything in life do what the fuck you gotta do for yourself like yeah I got it because I wanted it because I want to be safe and I want to keep the people around me that are at risk safe you know what yeah. I mean but I, I also respect freedom of choice to an extent, but it's hard because like a lot of the people I know that are choosing the freedom of choice method and path are not like citing any real good reasons like medically or, or scientifically as to why they're not, which is a hard thing to deal with. Yeah, it's um, it's a hard thing to navigate. Like I said, like I have friends that don't want to get the vaccine and it is a tricky thing to navigate because then they just go hard on their opinion. And you're just like, cool. So there's no way I'm not even here to convert you. I'm just, yeah. Like, it's just, I don't want to be able to invite you to the bar, but now I can't. So (laughs) pretty much you tell me what you want to do and we'll just do that. You know? Yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying for sure. It's going to start excluding people. And I don't know, like, there's been mandatory vaccinations in the past, like polio and like the real serious fucking things that'll kill you, which COVID can. And we'll see if it comes to that. Right now, they're offering a hundred dollars to Albertans if they get the vaccine. Yeah, but holy fuck! If you needed a hundred dollars to get this thing, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, and it's like stupid if you're like, now there's going to be the holdouts who are like. No way, they're gonna go up. They're gonna give me more than a hundred. They, they gotta go to two fifty. I know they'll go to two fifty. I'm just gonna wait. Like I'm sure, by like fucking five more times of the offers, I'm gonna get myself a new truck. We're in Alberta, and it's yeah, just like guys, see, just stop. Yeah, see, that's kind of why I like the kind of rules with the restaurants and bars, and like soon it's gonna be stores and stuff too. So what I kind of like about that is that. You know, you, if you're going to make your choice, then you got to fucking double down on this. Yeah. Cool. So you're gonna, just going to give up a social life just to prove a point. That's fine. Like, honestly, yeah. that's fine. I do like but, what you're saying. But like. And then, like, I don't know, there's uh, there's a rights issue somewhere in here, and uh, I don't I don't know enough to <laughs> debate it properly. No, I don't like I just know that. I'm fine. I got double vaxxed. I'm fine. And yeah, I got other people I got to worry about, but you know, teach their own different strokes for, for different folks. You know what I mean? I hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. So with all this traveling and like you going from Vancouver back to Montreal, like not just recently, but in for a while now, mm-hmm. do you have like a, a nice bed? Like, have you invested in a good bed yet for your apartment or for your house when you do move into a place or is it something you're going to get down the road? Have you ever bought a bed new for yourself? Yeah, I did, and I fucking cheaped out on it, to be honest. Oh, no. But, like, that when I first moved out, when I got my apartment in Edmonton, like, I yeah. got, a, like, a good, like, it was a reasonably priced bed, and, like, it was comfortable, but, like, you know, it was one of those times where, like, if I just spent a little bit more money. Yeah. 
um but uh in like while staying here so like there's a bunch of stuff i'm gonna take with me a yeah, bed yeah. being one of them so my grandfather had this brand new sort of mattress that no one was using like it right. had been used like as a guest room and no one stays at their place so he asked me if i wanted it and i was just like sure and it's fucking comfy so i took I love that, that and i got rid of my old like mattress i used to have him <laughs> at my mom's place and because my mom's planning on moving uh, like next year i'm just going to take that with me and there's a bunch of shit that i'm just going to take with me nice. and then just you know go from there what, yeah whatever wherever i end up that'll be like stuff i'll have we just uh decided to invest in a new bed that's why i asked this question nice i'm fucking excited get it gets delivered sometime in the next week and a half at king size what's that sorry would you go with you go with like any of those like indie mattresses or no well we just we were looking around and shopping online and we ended up going into the brick and Mm -hmm. they had um some really nice sales on because of the september long weekend coming yeah and so we ended up getting like a fucking really expensive nice mattress for less than half the price nice so it's pretty fucking sexy like it's got cooling gel in the fucking thing and like it was between that one and one other and the other one had like lumbar support tubes of like coiled springs or some shit just for your lumbar specifically so if you have back issues there was that one and then the other one they were like the entire bed is those coils so we're like we're getting the entire bed of those coils we spent more than what we had planned to go but with us having the garage sale we had like some you know combustible money if need be Mm -hmm. yeah it was badass and i'm fucking excited i've never had a king size bed of my own before I've slept on them at hotels and shit like that, but to yeah. have own one is like so exciting. I've told you the struggles between me and Crystal sleeping in a queen size with our fucking 80 pound dog between us. It just yeah. doesn't mesh. There's going to be fucking room now. And I'm so excited for that shit. Yeah, that's going to be good. Uh, like a fucking mattress is fucking clutch to have. Like, oh, yeah. Mattress. Like right now, I'm still at like queen level mattress in my life. Nice. Which is perfect for like a single guy. Like, it's yeah, it is perfect. But like I think once um, I'll take the queen mattress and like I'll see what kind of like life I'm living. Yeah. If I can get like a two bedroom apartment, I think I'll have a guest room where that queen mattress is gonna go for a guest bed, and then I think I'll invest for a king for me. It's so nice, dude. I'm I'm excited. And then one day when I'm Oprah rich, I'll get a California king, which is just ridiculously huge. Yeah, I've heard of those. It sounds yeah. exciting. I think if I was ridiculously rich, I'd want to give a try to a circular bed that spins. <laughs> like an Austin Powers? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just to give it a go. Give it a whirl and see how it went. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that'll be great for your stomach. <laughs> Solid point, sir. Solid yeah. fucking point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's your uh so when you I've been talking to you lots about getting fucking shittered a lot lately. What's mm. your go-to after you get drunk and the next morning you wake up? What are you fucking going to grab? What are you eating? Um depends on where I am, to be honest. Like so when I was in when my apartment from in Edmonton was on White Ave, and I used to just stumble over to this diner called uh Tasty Tom's on okay. uh, White Ave. Yeah. If you ever have the opportunity. Fucking I good. feel like I've eaten there. I know the name for sure. Yeah. Well, it's the best fucking name of a restaurant ever. <laughs> anyway, I, I would go there all the time because it was just a block away. And even in a drunken stupor, I can fucking make that walk. And, I, yeah. and they have like uh, schnitzels, uh, 
they have this like breakfast burger that there's no way to like look like a gentleman while eating it. Like you were going to be a fucking sloppy mess while eating. And then that's the way it should be. And their steak and eggs is all, always awesome. Like, like I've never had like a bad, like they have a breakfast pizza. That's the only bad thing on their menu. Gotcha. But, like, everything else is fucking. What is crazy. your go-to? Like, what are you ordering when you're ordering breakfast like that? Again, depends on, depends on where I am. Like, yeah. Um, I'm more like an eggs Benny kind of guy because I don't have to make it. I love eggs Benedict. Do you like do the weird ones or do you do the original always? Like, you know, they have like the spinach and the chorizo ones and all that shit. No, no, I go the weird one. I always go the weird one. Do you? Um, I always go the traditional. When I uh, was driving through cross Canada, I stopped in Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. At this place called, I think it was called the Breakfast Pig. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Little diner. But it was actually dope. And then I sit there and the, the waitress going, uh, yeah, so we have a special. It's a uh, pulled, no, uh, no, jerk chicken eggs Benedict. And I went, I'm having that. That's amazing. <laughs> so you get like spicy jerk chicken, Benedict sauce, and then a drizzle more jerk sauce. And you're just like, like, it doesn't like, like, it doesn't sound like they should go together, but they do. And it's amazing. It sounds delicious. Like, I would like to try something like that. Like, if we were road tripping or something like that. But if I'm like hungover as shit and I'm going to a diner, mm-hmm. I need my like blanket. I need my blanket and my juicy. Yeah. I, uh, that's eggs, Benny. Yeah. Or, or um, I went to the blue plate diner downtown Edmonton. You ever been there? Yeah, I believe I have. They had this duck confit. Um, uh, eggs Benedict. And it was unbelievable. How do you say that in English? Sorry. It's duck confit. Like I'm pretty sure, like just like, what it's called, like duck confit, or I guess if you want to burda it up. Um, <laughs> Sorry, just it's essentially just shredded duck meat. I don't often hear it, but once in a while, your sexy French man comes out, and I'm like, there he is. <laughs> and I like to make note of it each time. <laughs> it's what's hilarious is that like my French is not even like good for Quebec standards but like if I'm in Alberta I'm in like the hundredth percentile for how awesome my French is yeah French Tom is in there though I've seen him peek his little head out from time to time I just know it's Putin motherfucker it's Putin it's a Putin call this a call see boy no. <laughs> but yeah awesome. yeah I, if we ever did a two sides of the story episode with in French you'd be talking and I'd be like, what? <laughs> Please know that we'll probably never do a two sides. No. The will be de côté de, la, de l'histoire. That would be what it would be called in French. I got the côté. I got that. Yeah. De côté de, la, de l'histoire. Did we talk about that early on in the podcast about meeting someone with the last name Cote? Yes, we did. We've had this. Okay. Discussion. Yeah, that's a classic fucking joke right there. Yeah, my say, brother. Yeah, my, my brother from a French mother. Yep. Yeah. We need to learn like the other ones. Like if somebody in Congo has the last name sides and it's just pronounced or spelled differently and we don't know it yet, we gotta meet these guys and get them all together in a room. Sounds terrific, man. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. We'll figure something out uh along those levels. Even like a Spanish version will go down to Mexico or even hit up Spain and be like Oh my god, you're the Spanish version of us. What's up? That'd be fun. I'd yeah. like it. Yeah, I think it would be pretty fucking sweet, to be honest. It, it'd be a good way to make new friends and to go with like a shirt ready for them and like plan this whole fucking thing out. And they're just like, 
who the I don't know who the fuck these guys are, but they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, I uh, no, I'm starting to see the shirt around a little bit more. Uh, uh, people that bought some or people that are, you know, that got some. I you know I periodically see it and it makes me feel good. My That's uh, cool. my friend Jess who flew in from Calgary, she's like, I just saw my sister-in-law in a two sides of the story shirt. I had no idea you had merch. I go, it's because you're not paying attention to podcast, Jess. Yeah, no. we don't often like I don't know. We don't talk about it in every single podcast that we have sick ass shirts that only exclusive members can buy through our website. <laughs> we don't have a website. All oh, right, sorry. Yeah, I knew that already. I was just fucking talking shit. There's a link in our bio on our Instagram. So you go to a Two Sides of Story Pod. The link in the bio if you want to buy a T-shirt. Yeah, um, you do. Yeah, we got two different ones. One's men's, one's women's. They're essentially the same, just different colors. So Super check dope. us out. I've heard too, like guys that watch Star Trek when they wear two sides of the story T-shirt, they just have to like literally push the women away from them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're beating it's off. A good sales point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like Star Trek and our podcast, we got the shirt for you. Do we? Or any like cool ass comic books? I love our logo. It's fucking sick, and it looks dope on a T-shirt. Yeah, it looks really good, eh? Just saying. Yeah, the the lady at Brand Apart, Vero, she did a good job. So should, do we need to do an email rollout, like a drum roll or some kind of thing when we get cool emails? And we've been asking people to submit emails lately. And when they do, should there be like some kind of a like fucking drum roll going on? Um, you know what? It'd be great to have like a little segment thing. Yeah. Um, so if any of the fans are like musically inclined, want to write us a little jingle for fan emails please do because we got two this week oh we nice wanna, yeah um so uh we'll do with the first one it's the obviously it's the legendary uncle john who, uh <laughs> who's our main emailer and this one's specific to me actually he goes hey tom how's the daily bike rides going i received the packy chips in boston keep up the great podcast cheers uncle john so I just want to first mention, like, I'm only ever going to call him Uncle John. Like, he is my yeah, uncle. He's now. your uncle. He is your yeah. uncle. Yeah. I've never We've met this man, that. but he's family yeah. to me now. He is. Yeah. Um. So I'll clearly he talks to you all the time. So he doesn't give a shit about what you got going on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the daily bike rides have been going pretty good. Um, started working for a buddy that's closer by. So I'm going to start biking to his place now before we go start a shift unless I have to physically drive to the job site, but they've been going. All right. Um, stopped while I was away in BC, but I'm going to pick it up again now that I'm back and yeah, it's going pretty good. Thanks for asking, John. Really stoked that you have the chip where as soon as we can figure out how I'm going to get it off you or whatever, we'll figure it out or we'll be settling that within the next few weeks for sure. The logistics. Maybe maybe I should go to Boston. That'd be sexy. That'd be that'd be pretty fucking neat, eh? He'd give you a place to stay for the night for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll pitch this idea. We're gonna put you on the spot on the air here, Uncle John. What if yeah. I did the chip in Boston? Save you on a little bit of shipping charges. I can hook myself up with a flight. I have, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm sure I can go without having to quarantine. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to do some minor like research, but fuck, I'll look into that. That'd be cool. He would love it. Yeah, you would, eh? It'd be a fun way to meet him in his own castle. Yeah. Hey, so I'm Tom. What up? Um, yeah. Nice to meet you, by the way. <laughs> cool. 
beds this way awesome <laughs> pretty much that's funny yeah so yeah <laughs> uh so that's uh, email number one email number two comes from um mark and uh he writes to us and says no introduction at all he goes what are your thoughts on true crime shows are you guys big dateline dudes or what john hmm. you want to take lead on this yeah sure so i do like some real crime shows I used to be really into watching some of that stuff, like uh, Dateline, especially because, you know, it's just an interesting little thing like Unsolved Mysteries. That kind of stuff was always interesting to me as a kid watching. But I found as I get older watching like the real crime stuff, like the legit like true identity and like all those kind of shows, they freak me out. Like, I don't like to think about evil or like the evil deeds that people do have done in real life. I prefer the fantasy side of things like I can watch, you know, a bad guy in a movie kills someone it doesn't bother me but when i hear the details of how someone was killed in reality it freaks me the fuck out and i have a hard time sleeping at night really eh? yeah oh. it just bothers me i don't like that i have a lot of empathy i guess is what it is like i can feel other people's pain when they're going through pain you know what i mean and i don't i over i have too much empathy for them where it like will fuck up my own next day you know what i mean yeah um true crime stuff isn't something i will actively seek out mm. um however like i did listen to the serial podcast when like like those like first like murder podcasts that came out just like so we're gonna do an in-depth of like what really happened here um and then i watched the do documentary series like don't fuck with cats um because i, I did see an an interesting one about like the OJ trial and like whether he killed her or didn't kill her. And I was like, that was really fucking good. And I think he killed her. Yeah. I think everyone kind of feels that way though. Yeah. Except for like a few people. Yeah. And, but like, it's just not a thing um, I actively seek out. So like when I am like watching something, I'd rather get lost in a story of uh, a comedy or, or an adventure and then some some crime drama like I love The Departed. It's like one of my favorite movies. But yeah, like, that's I'm looking to get like lost in something. So uh, yeah, no true crime isn't. I'm not against it, and I can get into it. It's just not something I actively seek unless someone else has it on, and then I would get like way too into it. Yeah, I also well have the put. same feeling about like The Bachelor and Bachelorette. It's not something I will watch on my own. But if someone is watching it, I get too fucking into it. <laughs> I find the same thing. I've like I want to watch that um, Netflix documentary "Making of a Murderer." I thought that'd be kind of interesting to watch it through once. You know what I mean? But it's... I watched like half of it. It just made me up like angry because then like I didn't finish it, and I probably need to like finish it. It's just yeah how these people were all treated. But then you're like, are they justified in being treated this way? And you just like you yeah. go back and forth a lot, and I for sure, and you don't leave with any answers. One thing I can say about this too, like reenactment movies that were based on true stories about like crime, I really enjoy. Or yeah. you know what I mean? Like the hurricane movie with uh Denzel Washington, super cool story about like someone's perseverance of being wrongfully accused and being released one day, like that kind of true yeah. crime stuff I'm super into. But it's uh I could I could do without it at times. But like you said too, if someone's watching it and super into it, and they're like, you gotta watch the shit with me and you, you start watching with them. I'm fucking so absorbed into it. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's kind of where I'm at with those things. It's uh, to not repeat myself again, but I'll, I'm going to is not something I actively seek out. But yeah. if it's there, I can get into it. Like I think definitely all... a great, great question by Mark, though. Yeah, great question. And again, like thanks for emailing, taking the time to ask us sure. questions and stuff, and any recommendations. Like, if there is a true crime thing, Mark, you want to follow up on, give us a recommendation to try and watch, and maybe we can talk about it on the podcast. By all means, hit us up. Um, So, yeah, we got two emails in. If you want to email us, please keep them coming. We do check them, and we will respond on air and give you all the answers that you desire, whether they're good or not. Indeed. Yeah. Um, So, yo, uh, now that uh, you got the Labor Day weekend, do you do anything exciting? Like, I think this is the first time you haven't gone to the lake. Yeah, it's been a quiet one for sure. I kind of mentioned to you we were going to record yesterday and then I ate some suspicious food and felt like shit. So I just kind of like slept my day away yesterday. But I did actually, I um, before we started recording, I had to go to Safeway. I told you we stopped at a few garage sales. First one shit, second one shit, third one shit. Fourth one, I was like barely anything there. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get out and have a quick look. So I went out, went up and he had about 25 pieces of petrified wood sitting on the table so i asked him how much and he said 10 bucks and i said i'll take it home so i added to my petrified wood collection nice yeah what are you doing with petrified wood just put it on display it's basically like i don't know to me something that was alive a hundred million years ago and is now sat in the earth for so long that it turned to stone that i get to like put it on a shelf and look at it is pretty fucking cool to me okay it's just the history behind it like when that tree was alive so are fucking dinosaurs roaming this earth you know what i mean and i have a couple of chunks of other stuff that's similar of nature that's really cool like i've told you before i collect amethyst and geodes and shit like that like different minerals and stuff it's just cool to look at and the way that it was formed on the earth and certain conditions and certain times and certain places made this element form and now i get to look at it and go fuck that's cool that's what did you pay 10 bucks for all of it yeah for all of it okay it was a hell of a deal i was the guy was actually telling me um that he pans for gold in the north saskatchewan river and he finds these pieces of petrified wood in there and so it's like local, which is really cool. And as well, I gotten to talk to him about panning for gold because I plan on doing that in the near future. Okay. One of my buddies, like one of my best friends, he, I, we talked about just briefly passing in conversation where I was like, man, it'd be so fucking cool to like pan for gold someday and like maybe even go to the Yukon. And he's like, no, man, we can do that here. We can do that in North Saskatchewan. I know a guy who fucking does that every weekend. I guess the guy that he knows that does it every weekend, he found enough gold in the North Saskatchewan to make his wife's wedding ring out of. Okay, that's awesome. Which is how neat is that? Like to be able to look for something like that in your own city and then forge it into something that you can give to someone. I think that's fucking cool. That's pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, metals and stuff like that interest me. Minerals, I don't know why. It's just yeah. one of those things that... I like shiny, pretty things. Yeah, you're like a you're like a crow. Yeah, or a magpie. That's yes. I squawk well, a lot too. So I'll tell you this thing about magpies. So like, I hadn't been to like I was born in, born in Alberta, but I yep. lived my whole life in Quebec until I moved to Edmonton. When I got there and I saw magpies, I was just like, "Oh my god, a brand new bird!" I was just <laughs> like, oh, we don't have those. How crazy are these birds? 
and then like you hear all the horror stories that come with them and you're just yeah. like, monstrous like raptor like creatures that are just <laughs> i think that's so cool though like speaking to that when you go to like a new lake or you know a couple provinces over or a new country i guess too you see the wildlife that they have in that area and it's i love that you know what i mean i love seeing new birds where i'm like holy fuck you guys have orange woodpeckers here like and they're like yeah they're everywhere and i'm like not in alberta holy yeah. fuck that's so it's cool new to me yeah like, i'm not a bird watcher but i'll watch a bird do you think australians feel that way about like kangaroos and like koalas and shit like they're just over it yeah 100%. Like, oh my god it's a fucking good yeah we know they're like they're everywhere. 100 i know a few australians and like one guy jim he's an older dude but he's told me all about uh the outback and like he lived in the boonies mm-hmm. before he came to canada and he was like, yeah, fucking ruse everywhere. And he just calls them ruse, which I like a lot. Yeah. He dropped the Kanga because he sees them too often. Or he clearly only has that one character from Winnie the Pooh, which is yeah. some of the most lazy naming of characters I've ever seen in literature. <laughs> like, I thought it was pretty good. And I never made that connection till now. Yeah, like the two kangaroos. Rue. Yeah, there's Kanga and Rue. Yeah. That was some fucking sneaky shit right there. Really? I'm just joking. I knew that already. I'm just fucking around. Yeah, but then everyone else is just like what they are. Like the only one that has a name is Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Like Piglet. Else, yeah, Piglet, Bear. Eeyore Bigger. has a name. Eeyore. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like Owl. Eeyore has a name, but really it's just the sound that his animal makes. Eeyore! You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yes. And then too much a, for you? No, just, <laughs> I didn't expect you to do the noise and then you did it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't expecting me to do that either, but it, it happened. <laughs> and then you got Tigger, which is just a tiger, but he just misspells Tigger. It's T I double gut. Or... <laughs> so apparently I miss say words and you misspell words. This isn't something new we're learning today. I, I didn't misspell it. That's how tiger, Tigger spells his name. Say it again. T I double gut er. Nice. Have you I never didn't. watched We Knew the Pooh? I've seen it, but fuck me, like as a child. Yeah. That was the last time oh. I saw it. And then that oh. stuck with me for life. That was a lot of trauma ago. I don't remember that. <laughs> I blacked that out. <laughs> yeah. I used to have his like little Tigger song. The most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. We bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. One of the, most, the wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. Nice. That was beautiful. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm going to like Winnie snippet the Pooh that from the podcast and release it. it sounds great. Yeah. Well, uh, that'll be a fun clip to share for, with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I used to think like, like I had a joke with a buddy years ago about like that song about Tiggers, about how he's the only one. It must be tremendously uh, like lonely. And then we used to joke about how like he was depressed because he was the only Tigger. And then he just like sadly sing, I'm the only one and then take his own life, which is not funny at all. And if you yeah. have issues with depression, <laughs> get help and call someone and talk to people because you matter. But I used to think that that was really funny to do with. It's pretty cartoons. funny in that sense. Of yeah. The satire, right. Yeah. We like to look at um, only what they show us sometimes, but it's yeah. fun to dig between the lines and look beneath the surface, right? Yeah. It was one of those like jokes I used to think were like funny. <laughs> yeah. 
It's funny um, how our tastes and humor are and how they evolve and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've been pretty consistent about my tastes because, like, I I love cartoons about superheroes and I love them today and I love the live action stuff today. Yeah. And, like, like, not much is, like, I loved action movies then, love them today. And I even go back to those movies all the time. I even go back to the cartoons I used to watch all the time. Like, I have, like, Animaniacs, the entire, like, first run of the show. I have that on uh, DVD or uh, Tiny Toons Adventures. Like, I have a few of their movies because they're amazing. Like, Did you go through any phases, though, where you're like, you look back now and you're like, what the fuck were you thinking? Um, like whether it be bands or a show you're really into, or I'll give you an example first to give you a second to like reflect and think about it. But ICP, Insane Clown Posse, I was like eight, I want to say grade eight, 13 years old. I fucking loved their music. I bought all their CDs, like the yeah. five clown heads or whatever it was back in the day, and was like, I'd swear by them. And then all of a sudden, I just like kind of lost interest. And then a couple of years later, I found like some pictures of me wearing the T-shirt, like an ICP T-shirt. And I was just like, what the fuck were you thinking? Now I'm older and like there's a couple songs that I'll hear and I'm like, that's not fucking bad still. Yeah. But it was just embarrassing almost where you're like, I never went goth or anything like that where I painted yeah. my face white or did any stupid shit like that. Yeah. Not that that's stupid shit. If you're into it, I totally support you. Just for me personally to do that would be stupid shit. Um, but there was those phases, right? Yeah, man. Like, I was a fan of ICP, too. Like, I never, like, painted my face, but I was, like, super, like, again, like, I had all those albums. Yeah. And there are songs to this day that if someone threw them on, and I'd be like, no, I fucking dig this Bring song. Like, Malenko! <laughs> you know, it's pretty yeah. fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I, I don't, I'm not embarrassed of things that I like. I think I learned to, like, a long time ago of just, if you like it, then that means you like it. I, I, like, there's no... Like I've gone on like my guilty pleasures. Like I'm a big Miley Cyrus fan. Like yeah, or like and like there are some rom coms that I absolutely love. Like there's no shame in liking shit. Like and I mean also like I find it gives you a better uh things to talk to people about because like someone's gonna connect with you on something. Like I yeah. talked to my buddy's girlfriend the other day about like these like netflix dating shows and like how like they're like crazy like i don't watch like all of them but there was one that i got really like it really piqued my interest and i'm we may have talked about it on podcast i know i've talked about it oh, with other people it's just they had this one where the concept of was they will do up the makeup where you look like monsters and then you go on dates so you only get to know the person on the inside interesting but, yeah, you need but, to tell but, me what these are because I haven't watched this shit and it sounds super interesting. But, just see, but this is where I got upset because I genuinely thought it was a dating show about monsters. I thought someone wrote a monster <laughs> dating show, which I would be all for. Like, if, like, like you, that'd be funny world, as fuck. Yeah, like, we live sure. in a world like, um, like Monsters Inc., where like there's a dimension where monsters roam the earth. And they're going through the same kind of dating nonsense that yeah. we do like at this level. I think that would be incredible to watch. It would so be, watching... fun. It would be <laughs> fun, especially if they went like really far. You know what I mean? Like into it, like two incompatible species trying to figure out how to be compatible. Oh, and showing, I, I think and showing everything. I think <laughs> that would be amazing. But, like I'm watching this and I get five minutes in and just like, so we did the make. I'm like, oh, horse shit. This is not a show about monsters. I wanted it to be a show about monsters. 
That's pretty funny. Yeah. But the, you know what? Like, love while is we're boring. on this, I saw one. I don't know if you've seen it. Did you see Love on the Spectrum? No, but I hear that's amazing. It's so like heartwarming. It uh, ultimately, after you watch it, all you want to do is go and help autistic people to find each other and find love. Like yeah. every city should have something. Like it's just people like with autism trying to find love, and it's like a beautiful show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's cool. I like seeing shit like that. Like I watched the Netflix series like Love Is Blind because there's sometimes I'll just watch them because I'm just curious uh, like how this is gonna work out. And the concept is is like. You're in these darkened rooms and the person can only hear your voice and then you can yeah. just talk. And I think then, I saw an episode or two of that. But like you gotta like you have like a week of getting to know these people and then you gotta propose. Yeah. Like like you're getting married to this person based on nothing. I feel and like it, what what bothers me about that show that I did see is like there was no stinkers in the room. Like really fucking terrible ones where they're like, why like Give me a guy from the New York subway who hasn't left the underground subway tunnel in six years. Put him in the dark. Like, like come on, give me something. Like, they're all beautiful people. That's what yeah, bothered me a that, little bit, you know? Yeah, but that's what, the, that's what everyone wants to see. Everyone wants to see beautiful people be beautiful. You know what I mean? I guess, yeah. But there's some of them that are just, like, monster, like, like horrible people. Like, that. Yeah. Like, that's always fun to see. You're just like, you're a piece of shit. Awesome. I didn't see that coming at all. Like, <laughs> so, like, like those kinds of things. Like, I've never been one to like seek out the bachelor, but every once in a while I get curious and I go, like, I get like too involved. I'm like, like, why the hell is you even thinking about this person? Or why is she like hooking up with this guy? Like, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Like, there's a comedian I follow on Instagram, Nikki Glazer, and I think she's a really funny stand up. Uh, but she's hosting this new dating show called well they call it f boy island but it's fuck boy island right like, uh, th- it's called f boy island but like they're saying fuck like, we yeah don't know it. like of course and the premise is is like three women are trying to find relationships and there's like a dozen guys six of them are like down to earth like really good guys and the other six are self-proclaimed fuck boys <laughs> and you gotta they gotta figure out which one's which and then and like I don't understand like the full premise of it completely because I haven't yeah. watched an episode, but like they always like pique my curiosity. Like these like dating shows are just like, huh? That's funny. Huh. But I do think we should create the monsters dating TV show. I think yeah, really it's got fun. some premise to it for sure. Yeah, I think we've already created like six shows and during the uh, this episode, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all fucking gold. So if you're listening out there, movie yeah. producers, you just give us a call here at Two yeah. Sides of the Story because it is recorded here. You, we all know when and where it had happened, and we can trace this back in a court of law. So you just come and talk to us. We'll make it happen. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Um, I will tell so, you, there was nothing more disappointing to me than finding out that that show wasn't like I know, like I know, there's no such thing as monsters, but I thought it was like a fictional show yeah, about monsters. It would have been great, and I feel like like that's just a cash grab. Netflix, if you're listening, come talk to us. We'll figure this out. <laughs> uh, Amazon Prime, we're takers. Um, yeah, yeah. Paramount. Netflix, Plus, we can be your first anything? exclusive podcast rights too. Like we can talk business. We can make oh, some yeah. Joe Rogan money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what else is a really fucked up show? I don't know if you saw this, but it was one of my favorite dating shows. Do you ever watch Friend Zone? No. What's that one about? Oh, buddy, it's terrible. It's guys that and girls that are friends with someone that they're in love with. So the way that they do the show is they set it up and say, I have a blind date. 
and I need you to help me get ready as my best friend, boy or girl. And so then, like, say, example, this guy's in love with his friend who's a girl. So he says, hey, I'm going on this reality TV show. It's a blind date. So they help him get ready. There's cameras and shit. Then that person goes with them to the scene where they part ways so they can go on the date. But instead of going on the date, they have to turn to the person and be like, actually, this is all kind of a setup so that I could ask you out because I have feelings for you. Oh, my fucking God. You need to, like, go find this fucking show. It was on MTV. Brutal. It is so fucking because you like you feel for these guys and girls. You're like, you, you're going to make it. You're going to like maybe she has feelings for you, too. Maybe he has feelings. Ninety five percent of the time they fucking don't. And then they do like the follow up interview like three months later. And they're like, yeah, no, since since I have professed my like love for her, she hasn't returned my phone calls and I haven't heard from her in three months now. And so I've moved on. And like, it's just a show where people nut up and fucking say what they got to say and it's so real and so brutal because like oh you got to watch any it. successful ones yeah there's a few and it's beautiful too you know you'll tear up a little cuz you're like oh my god they do love each other <laughs> but the other ones it's like fuck you my hands are sweating watching this fucking show i feel for these young like these dudes and these girls that are like so enamored with this person and it, it, they're so clearly on the fish hook they're just yeah. getting strung along just enough because they're using them, right? And they they call them out, which is great. They don't they get off the fish hook. So I'm so for the show because they don't stay on you it. Give their answer, right? So yeah, and like that's cool because they you know stepped up to the plate and they had their chance. But as a viewer, you get to just watch these train wrecks after oh, train wrecks. That's a hard thing to watch. Fuck. But yeah, you can't look away either. No, it's so good. And then like, you know, there's the occasional one where they're just two shy people. You know what I mean? That happens. They're like, I don't like, what if I say it and I lose our friendship? I, I love this person so much. I don't want to lose it. But they're both thinking that. So then when the guy steps up or the girl steps up, depending on the scenario and the other person's like, I, I love you too. Like, and then they're happy and they have this fucking amazing life. So those are great episodes too, but 95% don't work out. I used to watch like Blind Date because that was on like when I would come home from school when I was like a kid. Yeah. And what I, I liked about that. it because what I liked about it was like they would comment on uh the date while it was happening. Like they put like little thought bubbles in the guy's yeah. head or and like I was always tickled by that. I couldn't like like it would just be hilarious to me. Yeah, you gotta watch that shit though, man. I'm telling your friend zone, you'll fucking die. It's a damn good watch. It's half an hour episodes too, so you can just smash it. I wonder if it's on YouTube. I can just like find like a quick episode. Should be. You'll you'll be like, oh my god, Sean should have. <laughs> I'm so glad you told me about this. I'm gonna know what I'm looking it up right now just to see nice. if there's anything on YouTube for friend zone because I will talk to you about this next episode about how ridiculous yeah. this show is. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. I don't like people getting there, like watching them get their heart ripped out their ass. Yeah. But there's also something freeing about it because they like get away from someone who is sucking the life out of them and not ever interested in them in that way. Yeah. Um, so there aren't full episodes, but I feel like there's a bunch of clips of just the train wreck. Yeah. How many, how many dates or how many like things in an episode? Is it like 
like is it i one... think that like it's been a while since i watched this but i think it's just one story per episode kind of thing okay that's so, fucking hilarious oh dude it's so bad and so good at the same time like our viewers listening they'll probably go have to watch a clip of this shit on youtube too and they'll be like oh jesus because it's like <laughs> painful some of them you know oh, you just yeah. look at the people and you're like this ain't gonna work out for you buddy but oh, then sometimes they surprise you and it does you know yeah no for sure um have you gone on the the what if bandwagon yet no dude they're only getting better there Are was they? a doctor strange episode but they go like what if it wasn't what if it wasn't his hands that he lost what if it was his heart so the the love interest from doctor strange like what if she died yeah and then like it's a great fucking story like the stuff is getting like dark and like the concepts for like these marvel universes or multiverse is just unbelievable interesting i'll have to i'll give it a watch soon it'll yeah. be easy to get are they a half hour show yeah yeah oh nice they're 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 good watches and like they're canon too because now we're entering like the marvel multiverse so these are actual storylines that happen in different universes Neat. in the mcu they're just done on a smaller scale right yeah that's cool yeah which is fucking badass for sure how is the cartooning i uh, i enjoy it like is the visual good yeah i i think so yeah that's good I like that about the he, the Masters of the Universe is like, I like the cartooning. Some of the cartoons out there, I can't handle like the drawing and shit. Doesn't I can't wait till we get the back nine of that. That's going to be really good. Yeah, or that makes like sense. the back five. I say back nine because of golf. But yeah, it took me a sec. I was like, oh yeah, right, back five. Yeah, uh, do you know when that comes out? Uh, not off the top of my head. I'm gonna maybe I'll I'll, I'll give it the old uh, uh, Google search right here two really fun things while you're searching Picard season two wrapped filming and they're going directly into filming season three to guarantee us three seasons, which is fucking awesome. Cause he's getting old. Yeah. And the other one is that, uh, uh, clerks three Kevin Smith's movie clerks three just wrapped filming. And I'm like, yeah. I've been waiting for this forever. I, I still I, haven't watched Jane Silent Bob reboot, which you'll it's on Amazon prime. You should really check it out. Okay, yeah, I gotta see it. How how have I not already? But I'm it, so it's excited honestly, for Clerks it's, Three. It's just an hour and a half of Jay and Silent Bob like uh, fan service. Like if you were a fan since Clerks, all it is is yeah. just fan service. It's all it Sweet. is. Like, the, like it, it's all familiar stuff, and you're gonna like it. And then like it's all a bunch of like miniature sequels. Nice. Yeah, I'm super into that. I gotta watch that shit. Yeah, so that, that and I'm excited for Clerks three. Like, as like Kevin Smith was Kevin Smith puts his name on it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see what the storyline is because a lot of the premises that he was gonna take for what like Jay and Silent Bob, Jay and Silent Bob reboot was essentially supposed to be Mallrats two, but that yeah. didn't happen. So they took stuff and all that nitpick, and then he rewrote he wanted to do like clerks three or mole rats two and he had a whole bunch of people come back i'm just excited to see where this goes for sure me too yeah i like the idea because you know they ended up back at the convenience store so now yeah. i'm like give it to us give it to me yeah it's gonna be so good <laughs> yeah and the fact that he still has like things to say with these characters like a lot of people think that he's just like milking the one thing that made him a success which that's you know ridiculous what? But even if that is true, I know for a fact that I would do the same thing. 
like like and if i if that's all i knew then yeah fine that's the only story i have to tell like i'm yeah sorry this is just what i got for you you know, I always like feel that about here. like Wayne Gretzky and Connor McDavid after they scored a couple goals and got a few assists. I'm like, okay, buddy, we get it. You're good at that. Show us what else you can do. Yeah, no no one ever said that. Already. No one ever said that. Ever. That was a little hurtful. I know. But <laughs> next season, buddy, we're like 30 <laughs> some odd days out right now from puck drop. It's yeah. going to be a fucking miracle. Yeah. Do you do any hockey pools and stuff? No, I don't have any friends. So do you want to join one? Yeah, maybe. How much is it, and what do I have to do? It's fifty bucks. We yeah. have a draft before the season. Those players got to get you points, and if you have the most points at the end of the season, you win. You win the hockey pool. That's pretty sick. How many players do you pick? Uh, I think it's six fours, four defense, two goalies, something like that. Interesting. It might be more. We because well, when we did it last season, we kept it only Canadian teams because yeah. of the way everything worked. That makes but, sense. But now that we're going to get more people and we're going to get uh, like a, a higher like uh, draft pick, like yeah, like I think we're just going to do more. And this I'm is interested. Perfect. So like I'm in it. All you got to do is uh, do you have the WhatsApp? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to add you to the chat today, and then Sweet. well, the the draft is going to be like a few days before the season starts. So you just got to right. send send the fifty bucks in, and then that's it. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. I'm interested. I never tried one, so bear with me, but you oh, can help me. All it is, well, no, you're the enemy now. <laughs> <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. See, no, I, I know just... someone, Uncle John's in a big hockey pool, but you're like, it's been going on for years. Yeah. And so they already have players locked in. And so then when the new year comes, they can trade picks like, but there's still a draft of like the newer players coming into the league, but yeah. the like best of the best are already fucking taken and locked on by guys. So that's like kind of annoying to me. Yeah. It'd be fun to just do a fresh one where it's like, pick your guys. If you get to pick first fucking lucky you, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I think like the goal is trying to get more people. And I think we're like, we're at five. I think we wanted to get it up to 10. Nice. And then, and then if there's more, like if we can get more people, then, We'll take like we'll make it like bigger and bigger, That's but it'd cool. be cool to like make it like a bigger deal and then like eventually get like trophies and shit involved and all that. Yeah, but like one thing at a one thing at a time. Yeah, you gotta grow that shit step by step. Yeah, but yeah, no. If you want in, uh, yeah, I'll I'll send you the info. I didn't mean to ask you on the podcast, but fucking hey, hey, it worked out. And yeah. this is what we do. We talk about shit. You know what I mean? Now we yeah, can sure. talk about the fucking hockey fucking pool throughout yeah, the weeks too. The right? fucking hockey fucking pool. Yes. Did I swear lots there? Yeah, my bad. Like every other word was fucking, and it was really funny. I was very excited. <laughs> I was trying to seem cool. cool. Huh? I was trying to seem cool because I just got invited in, you know? It's like <laughs> maybe if I throw a few extra swear words in there, he'll think I'm really cool because I'm joining his sweet hockey pool. Yeah, yeah. No, no, we were looking for players. Um, sweet. Yeah. Uh, and I think it would be really fun for you. I yeah, honestly, I'm in. Yeah. Cuckoo. Yeah, and you've never done anything like that before, uh, like a hockey pool, a football pool, anything like that. I think I did a football pool. Like I've gambled on UFC fights and hockey games individually, but never across the season. Yeah, this this is fun. Like you, like there's no like there's different ways of doing it. Like you pick a team and then you go head to head, and then um, and then you have winners and losers of like based on the points that those players get for you, you either win or lose uh, against the person. But yeah. I think it's just 
whoever gets the most points by the t- players they pick. That's nice and easy. I like yeah. that. So you just do a good draft. The only advice I have is try not to pick people you root for. Yeah. Because when they let you down, they fucking let you down. I understand and, that. And my lesson I learned last year is be patient with your picks. <laughs> so Perfect. like if you like you go in like two, three weeks in and then someone isn't like giving you, give them give them a good little while before you like drop them. Cause then like, yeah, some people are someone. point heavy in the back of the season. I get that. Yeah. So we do every year for uh, big brother Canada, we do a pool. So I know what you mean by starting to hate your people. Yeah. Cause if you like pick guys that you think you're going to be good to win you the money and then they fucking suck. And then you're the first one out. You're like, you son of a bitch. and it ruins the game for you almost. Cause if you like hate the person that you picked, but they're still in the house, you want to cheer for them. You know what I mean? Even though you don't like them. So yeah. it complicates things. Like it happened to me years ago. I was in a uh, survival football pool. So that means all you had to do is pick one winner every like the one winner uh, weekly. But yeah. the moment you're, not, you're the, the, the winner you pick loses, you're fucking out. So, yeah, it's um, tough. so week one, my Chicago bears were playing the dog shit Buffalo bills. And this is when the <laughs> Buffalo Bills were fucking dog shit. Yeah. And then they lost by a fucking field goal. And then me <laughs> and 140 other people got kicked out of the pool. Wow. It was fucking ridiculous. It was just the most heartbreaking <laughs> thing ever. That's cutthroat, though, at the same time, right? Yeah. Like, like honestly, the, <laughs> the, the pool cut in half, like, after that game. And it was just, like, a tragedy. It, because... The Bears were favored to win. They should have won. And then all of a sudden, just a Cinderella story out of nowhere. Yeah. Buffalo Bills came. And ever since then, I tend not to pick guys that I tend to root for. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, now you should start going over, like, top scorers for the whole league and uh, who got assists and then, like, look for different positions. Yeah, just, like, do a little bit of research and all that stuff. For sure. That's exciting. Yeah. So yeah, you're you gonna be in, involved in a hockey pool, and like, I what I like about this is now it's gonna be like more nationwide. So yeah, I'm just gonna stay involved because I'm gonna be in BC or wherever I end up, and then you're in Alberta, and then we're gonna have Quebec guys, and then we're gonna do the draft over Zoom anyway. So it's just gonna be like a fun fucking event. And then if you have buddies that want to join, I think why not? Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll bring it I'll up. Have to, I'll have to clear it with like my buddies, but. I think you're for sure in. And then, you know, maybe if Kieran wants to join or Sweet. anybody else, as long as they can cough up the cash. fucking Yeah, of course. No, that sounds cool. Let me know. Yeah. I feel like I just did, but all right. I meant like draft day, <laughs> like the fucking logistics. <laughs> you did let me know and I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. No, no, it's pretty good. So they wrapped on Picard season, uh, season two and we're already getting a season three. That's yeah. fucking awesome news. I'm so stoked. Season one was so good. It was so good. Yeah. I'm really excited for it because like, we, you know, with aging actors and shit like that, I think they're committed and they under, he, like they, Patrick Stewart understands the situation. It's like, you know, my health could deteriorate. We could not get to tell the story we want to tell. So mm-hmm. in that scenario, I think it's brilliant to like film two seasons back to back. They're not, they're obviously not going to release them back to back. There'll be some time gap in between, but I just think it's awesome. They're like, we have everyone together. We don't know that state of the world is going to be in. Let's fucking hammer out two seasons right now. Yeah. So 
that's such sweet it's such a good series that season one like it was really really good and i'm excited to see like who else they want to bring back like like i don't know like do we get lavar burton back no i don't think so i don't know well you know um like voyager the board queen yeah the actress who played her they signed on to play the board queen for season two of picard but she's dead how is she gonna come back i'm so excited yeah it's gonna be good is she ever really dead though or is she just in the matrix and they just reproduce her every time we don't know we're gonna find out can you kill the queen i don't know we're gonna find out awesome yeah i i can't wait and then like i always want more data and like or i guess it's b4 now right no not before because before is dead it's just his son right and we have like well, before Data dies in Nemesis, and then before is toast too. They kind of talked about that in Picard that he's like his Matrix couldn't support the information, and so it burned out his mainframe or something like that. Okay, so they're both just gone. Yeah, they're gone. But we do have possibly Brent Spiner still in the form of Eric Soon, I believe it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now I kind of I, I feel like I missed that part, so I'm gonna rewatch Picard just so I miss just get better understanding now. Yeah, and what I like is that like seven of nine shows up, like those crossovers that we didn't really get. Yeah, now that we can intertwine episodes and and then if if Q comes back, then there's nothing stopping from like teleporting Picard into Discovery. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, anything really. Yeah, because like Riker's in an episode of Voyager because Q just went like, and then Riker was there, and then he gets rid of him. Like he's there for a hot minute, and then like that's it. Like I don't even think he had a line. No, he he's a great cameo machine yeah. in that way. He can cameo anyone for us with the snap of a finger, which is brilliant. Yeah. Fuck, that's dope. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Guinan's going to be in it. So we know yeah. so far, Borg Queen, Guinan, Q. It's good I'm, enough for me. I'm not mad at that at all. And you know no. Riker's coming back. Oh, yeah. Oh, I also, I kind of wish that we got like a Riker series because like him on Titan is a badass in the show uh, in Lower Decks. Like I just... yeah. All I want is more Riker. Like he's that was such funny. a badass. Yeah, for sure. No, it'd be good to watch him out in the galaxy kicking ass. Yeah, the smoothest man in the galaxy. And then maybe we can like figure out how him and Deanna Troy and Worf all work things out. Indeed, that would be fun because they never really gave us that. No, that's for sure. But hey, one of those life mysteries, I suppose. Indeed, it will be answered in time, and I cannot wait. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for this week, eh? Yeah, I think so. I think we talked about some cool shit. Yeah. Um, just again, feel free to email us uh, if you want to give us a question or you want to recommend something or anything like that. Uh, two sides of story pod. That's the number two sides of story pod at gmail.com. And then, uh, you know, just hit us up, hit the old like and subscribe and all that fun stuff. Give it five stars, give us good ratings, tell all your friends. All that good goodness. We'll be here to entertain. So you just let everybody know. Yeah. All right, Sean. Um, that's it. I uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. Uh, you as well. I'm Tom Sides, and this has been one side of the story. And I'm Sean Sides, and this has been another side of the story. Have a good week, everyone. Live long and prosper. Enjoy the long weekend. Yeah, yeah. Sides of the story. Sides of the story. Two sides of the story.
Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod, and if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.